What's up, guys? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. I realize it's my introduction, but I am ready to accept the concession speeches from all of you for mm-hmm. last week's Kind of Funny Games cast prediction episode, right? I said, by the end of this year, Imran's going to say, Avengers, pretty good game. Avengers comes out. Here's the Hawkeye DLC. Here's what we're doing with PS5 and Xbox Series X patches. The world rejoices, right? Unanimously, they're like, this will fix it. <laughs> then this week, right? I Last week, I say, you know what? No Switch Pro this year. This week, Mr. Nintendo himself comes out. And he says, no Switch Pro. Greg was right. So I'm ready. That's two in the bag already for points, everybody. I'm ready. Turn it yeah. off. It's over. I feel like we're going to want to wait till the end of the year for both those predictions. Ah, get out of here, Imran. <laughs> Give me the damn points. Say no Switch Pro. What? What did I miss? <laughs> ah, who gives a shit? Motherfucker <laughs> said some things are going to be changed and taken back 10 different ways. Like, what? He, is, I said no Switch Pro. It's like, well, great. When the Super Nintendo Switch comes out, then exactly. we'll see. Exactly. That's the thing. They're, they're, they're Nintendo out of like, no time soon, which, what does that mean? This week? And then next week's not soon to them anymore? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? You know who points. might know? The future of video games. Blessing at Aoye Jr. Awa awa. Awa awa. What's that? Awa awa. It's a TikTok thing. God, okay. Uh, oh. I would expect you to know, Tim. No, I did know that. I just like I thought that it was like Old a really broke ass Mario getting burned by lava. No. You know, I was like, no. this is the kind of funny games cast where we get together to talk about video games and all the things we love about them with the people we love, including the former and former Imran Khan, who my God, you Traitor. just had you just had to make the, the the real Greg Miller prediction real that we didn't want to see, <laughs> which is the predictions episode is always the kiss surefire sign, the kiss of death that the fourth member of the kind of funny games cast is moving on to much better places. <laughs> I, by that point I had an interview. I had not gotten an offer yet. So I was like, Hmm, this is kind of awkward. <laughs> like, there's a chance. This is true. And yeah. for those that don't know, Imran, can you please explain what's going on? Uh, yeah, I, as of next week, which will be my last couple of shows for Games Daily and Gamescast, I will be uh, no longer a regular host on Kind of Funny. I will be leaving for Fanbyte, where I'm going to be building out a, their new section over the next couple of years. So these, this is my penultimate Gamescast as a regular co-host, but not necessarily as a, you know, as a host in general. Yeah, right before the show uh, st- went live here, I was telling him about it. I was like, I don't know. Like, I know this doesn't actually matter in the, the pantheon of things that matter. But to me, it does that I want you to still be a kind of funny part timer. Like, I don't want to I'm not taking you off of that list. <laughs> like, you're still officially in the kind of funny family. And I'm not letting you go anywhere because you've been way too good to this show. Well, you're going to have to fight me to get me out of that game codes channel. Cause that's like, <laughs> that saves me so much. No, money. no, no. Your new overlords <laughs> at Fanbite can get you all of them. All right. Anyway, we're very proud of you, man. This has been awesome. Like mm-hmm. you've been amazing on the show. You're going to continue to be amazing on the show uh, as often as we can have you. And you're going to be so great over at Fanbite, And that's such a great thing for you. And you know, we are very lucky to have had you for as much as we have for as long as we have so thank you for for all of that i'm i'm so glad that i was have been able to do this for the last year and a half and like i remember very clearly before my first games cast i was sitting in a uh god it was when ceremony mall was still open and i was like sitting in the coffee shop on a laptop like watching previous games cast to be like all right i should i should watch a couple of these to like get figure out what i'm gonna no, do no, this, this podcast. terrible <laughs> and i'd be like oh man everyone like knows what they're talking about and they're all so funny and like everyone's such good friends it's gonna feel like real weird for me to be there and now it's like i can't imagine 
not being on the show at this point of like not talking to you guys about video games every week. I know. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard to get used to, but we're hoping we can get you on a fair bit as much as we can. We'll we'll see. You know, we all have to figure out how this all goes and stuff. This but- isn't a Jared Petty, Andrea Renee situation where they are fucking dead to us. Like Imran's <laughs> very much alive to us, you know? I do <sighs> want to point out, I, I threw, threw this out on Twitter, is that I was I was talking about possible Assassin's Creed hot takes for my Assassin's Creed interview, and Imran responded with, I, I will leave kind of funny if you put Unity at the top <laughs> spot. And Imran, that was the biggest fucking bluff, because you're planning on leaving anyway, and it just hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted like one, like at least one person who had seen that and then saw the news of me leaving and be oh. like, "Did Barry force him on out?" <laughs> yeah, did, did Barry <laughs> have an idiot number one. <laughs> oh man! Well, let's enjoy you for as long as we have you here because this is the kind of funny games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games. We get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You could watch the show live as it's being recorded, ad free with. The exclusive post show by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like so many of you did. Thank you so much Insane. for Thank all you. of your support uh, over on both the Patreons and on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games the month of January. We always do our big push to try to make kind of funny as uh, big and great as it possibly can be. And we're going to absolutely do that this year. Thanks to the help of Graham of Legend. David Mindtel, the Mind Freak, Trevor Starkey, Elliot, Patrick Higgins, James Hastings, Katie Gallacher, Sancho West Gaming, Shy Jackson Burgess, Alex J. Sandoval, Julian, the Gluten Free Gamer, Man Bear Paradox, Talia Floyd, Civilian Soldier, Mizuki, Trent Barry, Kevin Bogues, Joy, Joseph O. Yusuf, uh, Tyler Ross, at Jesse the De- Decker, sorry, Jesse the Decrepit, James Davis, and the nanobiologist. Thanks, all of you. You're amazing. You're dope. Claps for you. Thumbs up for you. All the good stuff. Uh, we're brought to you by Upstart, but we will get to that later. For now, let's start with a little bit of what we've been playing. Now, I want to come off the bench real quick to start this one off. I've been playing. I've been lucky enough to be playing Super Mario 3D World Plus bowser's fury on the nintendo switch yeah this is still the preview phase of this so i can't really talk about too much overall but is mario in it mario i can confirm is in it yeah because mario died along with his his brother and you know some of his other friends there peach is there right isn't she in this one uh peach is there yeah the cat suits uh, i remember this game mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you would remember it well from uh, 2013 when it first came out uh, very long time ago. I absolutely loved the game then. Of course, loving the game now. But the the biggest addition to this game, Greg, is not Funky Kong, as you might have expected based on how Nintendo normally does ports things. It's a new uh, game mode called Bowser's Fury. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the first thing I want to talk about. It's its own separate game mode. When you start the game up, there the menu has two sides to it. You either go into 3D World or you go into Bowser's Fury. And I didn't necessarily expect that. Uh, going into it because the trailer and all the things they've shown about Bowser's Fury kind of just makes it look like it's a different section of the main game. Did you guys get the same read I did on that? Yeah, that's how that's how like, I thought it would go. It didn't seem like a different engine or anything like that. Like I couldn't, I don't, I can't think of a reason besides just Nintendo's weird about those things than to put it separately. But like, yeah, I, I would have thought it would be better integrated than just like here's a menu item for it. So can you then play it off the bat? 
Yes. So that's the oh. thing. Now, let's just start off. I want to let's get through my thoughts on Mario 3D World. It's as good as it ever has been, uh, which is to say fantastic. It's very say, much it was built. really good. It's really, really good. Uh, the The music is fantastic. It is kind of just the most like Mario hit a point around there that everything about it is just so graphically refined that it just looks and sounds exactly as it should almost too squeaky clean in some ways where it's just kind of like, it kind of loses personality at some point. Uh, and that's been something that has been true. I think of Mario for a very long time. Like when you look at 3d Mario, they all start to kind of blend and it's like the look of Mario in 3d world and in odyssey are are very similar and that's not necessarily the worst thing but like i do think it's a little like less exciting and replaying through 3d world uh so far i'm like this is so good but it very much has this been there done that feel to it granted i have been there i have done that uh but replaying other mario games some like i just did with the uh, 3d all-stars and I don't really have that same kind of feeling, and I, I was a little bit surprised by that. Uh, but I can't wait to. I'm sure we're going to be doing a lot of multiplayer streams and stuff. And uh, the multiplayer really is where 3D World excels, because um, like so far with what I can talk about in the game, it's very easy. Even if you're getting all of the the collectibles and the you know the the, the green stars and the the stamps and all that stuff, it it's very rare that I've had to play through a level more than once to to collect all the the things. But the good thing is it's been long enough that I don't really remember where all the things are, you know? <laughs> so I'm excited for people because I know a lot of people haven't played this game and a lot of people were kind of uh, not talking shit about it, but like I feel like when it first came out, everyone was just like, oh, it's, it's another 3D land. And it's like, this is so much more than 3D yeah. land. It was real weird when it first got revealed because like it was an E3 and people were like, this is the game that's supposed to save the Wii U? And granted, no game could save the Wii U. But yeah. like... It was people had these undue expectations of we wanted a Mario game to like change the world or whatever. And 3D World was just a really fantastic Mario game. So, mm -hmm. like, when it actually came out, people were like, oh, yeah, this game is really good. But I think it lost because like people were expecting so much more of it. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like you said, it, it's a fantastic Mario game. And from what I played so far, I can stand by that. It is a fantastic Mario game. Uh, but what's interesting is this was kind of not the introduction, but I would say perfection of this third pillar of, of Mario games, of 3D Mario games. There's the, or the, of Mario games in general. There's the 2D games, there's the 3D 64 style uh, collect-a-thon, explore big open world type games that Odyssey kind of was a sequel to. And then there was 3D Land to 3D World that are essentially, hey, what if the 2D Mario games were in 3D? It's yeah. obstacle-based. We're trying to get to the end of the level. Maybe there's collectibles along the way, but they're they're always challenge-based as opposed to just collect a whole bunch of shit that's scattered around, you know, like the moons. <laughs> um, so here's where things get really interesting. Bowser's Fury. Blessing. Right off the bat, you can play the game on the menu, which I thought was a interesting choice, but I actually am happy that they did that because it allowed me to get this new experience without having to play through things I've already done to be able to open it up, right? Uh, it is a lot more different than you'd expect. It is somehow a fourth pillar of Mario game. What? It is very unlike anything I've ever experienced with Mario where it plays like 3D World. Like it's the exact same engine. It You have to hold a button to run, which gives you a little bit more momentum to jump higher. You don't get the triple jump. You don't get as much uh, control over Mario as you do in something like Sunshine or 64 or Odyssey. Um, and, and with that, there's a giant open world. This is the first time 
uh, in a Mario game that the entire game is uh, Barrett has the, the video up here. It's this one world that you're going around. There's a whole bunch of different islands that you're going to, but they're all in one thing with no loading at all. So it's kind of, it, it's interesting where it's kind of like if you took Odyssey, but made it even more if all the worlds of Odyssey were in one world together, but it has the gameplay style of 3D world where each island kind of has its own mini obstacles that you're uh, jumping through and stuff, but it is very much a collectathon game. There are these cat shines that you're collecting, and it's kind of weird because it's a hodgepodge of all the different Mario styles that we've had before, and it really works most of the time. There's uh, <laughs> most there's, of the time, most of the time, and like you know, to get to to that the the, the more weird negative side of it is. The, the same problem that a lot of these type of games have, which is getting from one area to another. Nobody really likes water levels in Mario. And I feel like a big part of that too is even like with Mario Sunshine, where, you know, so much of it <laughs> was kind of water-based. And this game reminds me of Sunshine a lot, actually, mm. uh, in, in terms of how, it, it reminds me of the Mario Sunshine of 3D World, which is like, hey, let's take let's take the core of this, but then let's kind of like add add some more like like a lot more water it's <laughs> one thing <laughs> uh but but on top of that kind of the idea uh that sunshine wasn't quite ready for but presented which is hey isle delfino is its own thing and all the levels you can see all of them in the background of this whole thing like every level in Mar mario sunshine was part of that one world right yeah. but in this one you can actually go to all those places uh but it is kind of annoying when you know where you need to go and it's, it takes a little too long to get there. And the game gives you some things to like speed that up. But at the end of the day, it just kind of feels like the 3d Mario world gameplay, the Mario 3d world gameplay isn't necessarily meant to be in this type of open world. So it sounds to me, I don't know how I assume you're familiar with this comparison, Tim, but it sounds to me like that 2008 Prince of Persia game, where it's like an open world with like platformer sections along the way. Yes. It is, okay. it is very similar to that, but the way it's set up, there's a bunch of different islands, and there's this, like, goo all over the place, very Sunshine-esque, and as the, the goo kind of goes away, the more you progress, the more shines you get, and like lights shit up and all that stuff, and then eventually you, you get access to more of this world. But it is all one interconnected world, which is a very cool idea, and there's uh, Assassin's Creed-style towers uh, where eventually when you get enough shines, it lights up a lighthouse and, like, allows you to, to progress further and, and go to uh, different islands. And the thing is, all of this is extremely fun. All of this is extremely high quality Mario gameplay. Um, there's some good challenge in it so far of what I've played. Um, and the, the Bowser stuff is interesting uh, when he comes up, I will say, so the way it happens is it seems random maybe like every like five minutes or so Bowser will kind of like attack and starts raining and, and he comes to, to face off and essentially interrupt the gameplay that you have uh, for a Bowser fight. And you don't always need to fight him. Sometimes as he's attacking you, his attacks can like open up secrets in the, the areas that you're in. And it's very clear where you are. So sometimes when he comes, you'll want to like get behind a certain wall. So when he uses fire at you, it blows up some blocks that were in your way from getting to the top of this island or whatever. So it's there's some pretty like clever uh, things they do with Bowser, so it's not always this repetitive, just fight, 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 over and over and over. Uh, but having said that, like in the same way that traversing can kind of get frustrating, there are times where like, I wish Bowser would just chill the hell out. And he, he just keeps coming over and over and over, and it's just like 
there's a lot of sitting and waiting where I'm like, all right, I know exactly what I need to do, but the game's not letting me do it right now. Mm -hmm. And that can get kind of frustrating. So this very much to me feels like a very good experiment for what a style of Mario game could be. But it does seem to me like they were like, all right, this is very cool, but like we, it's not going to be a full game. It's not going to be a full experience. So 3D World plus Bowser's Fury seems to be a very good packaging of it, uh, especially for a game that is as old as it is. And this is definitely a, a step up above Funky Kong being added to Tropical Freeze. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. Don't disperse my my boy Funky Kong with his new Funky, funky Kong mode. has a history. Funky mode, all right? It makes it I want funky. them to add Swanky Kong to Donkey Kong Country, like, platformer milieu of, like, this guy just, he, he's Donkey Kong with a coat and, like, sparkly teeth. <laughs> hey, man. When you said Swanky Kong, I believed you for a second that I was a real No, character. he's real. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. He was in three. Uh, three, I think? Yeah, Maybe it was two. three. Okay. It was awesome. three. It was three, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, Tim, what you're saying, like, this sounds like... It, to me, it does sound like an experiment of like we know from that Nintendo Giggling that they sometimes just sit on ideas for ten years and mm-hmm. then like okay now we've broken through we can figure out how to do this. This to me sounds like they've been talking about an open world Mario for a long time in like Mexico or not Mexico but like the desert in uh, Mario Odyssey is like kind of similar to that idea. Mm-hmm. I think this is like their next step is like does this work? Is this anything? And then like maybe in a game or two they'll actually do that. Yeah, it's it is interesting. I do think that it it's gonna when they inevitably do make that game, I think that it won't be with the Mario 3D World physics engine. I think it'll be much more similar to Odyssey or maybe not with the the cat mechanics or something, but I think it'll yeah. be a bit more of a traditional 3D Mario game where you have full control over Mario. You could do all the the different types of the flip jumps and you know, there's just like a different level of preciseness precision uh that that you get that you kind of don't get with the 3d world or let me throw this out there a zelda dungeon where you're just doing the dungeon but the boss is just constantly fucking with you i mean yeah that 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 could be cool because it's interesting i can't wait for you guys to play it because like (laughs) it is really good it's just there are a couple core things that i'm like man these this gets in the way of this being like something super special uh but i i, I watched a couple previews of people uh that are also playing it and everyone seems to be very 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 high on it and i will say that it is a lot bigger of a game mode than i expected from what they've shown i thought it was going to be just kind of like one more world of 3d world levels it is not that it is its own thing and it's it's pretty substantial and it's it's pretty cool how how big is it like you, you mentioned earlier that it feels like if Mario Odyssey had all the, the levels interconnecting, I expected it to be the the size of maybe one Mario Odyssey level. Is it that, or does it feel like this bigger thing? Uh, It's kind of in the middle. It, it's not all the Odyssey worlds connected. I was saying that more in the mm-hmm. sense of like... The idea of it. The idea of that. Like, yeah, the, the little sections are uh, big enough. Like, they're definitely bigger than 3D world levels, but uh just like as a whole it is it's a lot of water <laughs> that you're <laughs> traversing through to get from too much island water. to island some would say some would say uh but anyways yeah i'm stoked for it can't wait to keep playing more and uh there's no, wait, a lot of can, game here man before like can you talk about online is that allowed um there was it? an online uh demo that i was not part of so i didn't get to okay. play online yet yeah. okay i don't i'm i'm curious how that works because mario online traditionally not great but, you know, maybe this is the time they break through. Maybe. We'll have to see. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. I'm sure we're going to play some over there. So we won't have to wait long. It comes out in 10 days as of recording this. So 
Can I ask one question before we completely transition? Mm-hmm. You talked about the base game, you know, being easy. And this is something I haven't, I haven't touched the base game for so long. And when I did, it was multiplayer stuff. Is it easy in the way that it's going to be brain dead and you're going to put it, um, you think it's just going to drift off and you're not challenged enough to keep going for a lot of people? Or do you think it's just, it's still an enjoyable easy and it's just not like making you have eureka moments? Uh, it's, it's a, that's a tough question to answer based on what sure. I can and can't say right now. Yeah. Uh, Speaking but, only of the Wii U version and not the Switch version at all, it was very easy up until the post game on the Wii U version that that then it started getting hard. And okay. I loved the post game on the Wii U version. Yes. So there's that, you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it, but the, to answer your question, it's not brain dead. It's like it. You still there is some some cool things. Like there's the there's some things that are unique to the Mario 3D world that are very cool from a gameplay perspective. There's this uh, the cherry that you get and it doubles your character. So yeah, I remember that you go from being Mario, then you have two Mario's and it keeps going where it's like, you can keep getting multiple cherries and levels and there could be like six Mario's running around and you're controlling all six of them. And it's cool. And the things that they have you do with that are very clever and fun. And I just feel like at least for uh, as far as I play it up to world four right now, um, a lot of the stuff just kind of feels familiar, but again, I, it's a weird thing to talk about. Cause like, of course it does. I've played this game. I've a hundred percent of this game before. <laughs> like, uh, like- so 3D World had a very interesting structure. Like, you would tell level design was like a three-act structure of, like, introduction, uh, test without dying, and then test with dying. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you just follow that through every level, it's going to start, like, you start knowing what's going to happen, but they don't ever reuse anything. Like, they yep. pl- like put stuff in different places, but no concept is ever reused multiple times. And, like, it's... If you, like, just go through it as a watching or really admiring its level design, it just consistently mind-blowing and how well they just keep doing it yeah i can't wait for the majority of people to play this game that haven't because there's a lot there and i think the bowser's fury thing is going to be it's so far seems substantial enough to me that it seems like the best addition to a wii u port that we've gotten so far so that's cool moving on let's talk about another 3d platformer let's talk about Balin's Wonderworld. <laughs> oh Who God! Wants to start. I can. I can start. I yeah, so to start. give some background on what Balin Balin's Wonderworld is. Uh, it's a game coming from Balin Studios, their first game being published by Square Enix. Uh, Balin Studio uh, is made up of the director uh, Yuji Naka with artist Naoto oh, Oshima. This fucking thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I remember this thing. Yeah, it's essentially it's a game that's being led by folks who created Sonic the Hedgehog and Knights in the Dreams. And they put out a demo on uh, all platforms. And I played the demo. I believe Tim and Imran have also played the demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I is... played the demo after you said you were going to. And like, I got very mad at you. <laughs> for making it, is like, the str- ah. it is the strangest... It is probably the strangest demo of a game I've ever played. It is a fever dream of a demo. And I have no idea what my takeaway is of this game other than it seems very bad. It seems like, like a very bad game. Okay, so you know how there's like good video games and there's games that like aren't good but they have interesting ideas and like you can see where they like there's more to them than just the quality. Bailing Wonderland is neither of those. Bailing Wonderland fucking sucks. And it's like I can't remember the last time I've played a demo this bad that has convinced me so hard I never want to play the actual game. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've been so ex- I was excited for this game when they announced it. Not like in a not in a like oh yeah for sure game of the year. This is going to be a home run or oh this is going to be the next 
cyber or i guess that's a bad example this is gonna be the next last of this part too <laughs> like, not, not in that way but in the way of you tell me you're gonna make a game that is from folks who created sonic and nights in the dreams and those types of games and you're yeah. gonna tell me that it's a 3d platformer with musical elements elements to it you're speaking my language i love all those things uh and so going into it the it uh, so like the, the it's 3d platforming levels right there's power-ups <laughs> in the way that, that you like can, your distaste <laughs> is like making you spin your wheels right? like, I mean, it's, it's like an insult to humanity well, i just don't know how to describe this game because it, it's what you'd expect from a 3d platformer from the folks who made sonic and stuff right like you're going it, to the different levels is there's no two of each world you are, i wouldn't know do not don't lie to people it's not it's not the 3d platform you expect the people who made sonic like like not in quality feels, but in like what it is no, not even, I, I would actually compare it more to Mario Odyssey in terms of like you're you're taking on different powers and you're solving puzzles with those powers. That's it. Okay. 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 Look, 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 guys, you're both making really good points. It's a little <laughs> bit of this. It's a little bit of that. At least we can all agree none of it is good. The the thing is, I loved Nights into Dreams when it came out in the Saturn. There was something about it, just like the character design really spoke to me. And then on top of that, I was like into the gameplay because it was very arcade focused, kind of high score. Like it was almost as much a rhythm game as it was uh, a platformer. Then when Nights into Dreams 2 came out on the Wii, the first thing that I saw was the character designs. And I'm like, this is not yes. at all <laughs> what I liked about Nights into Dreams, the first one. And that type of human character design, this like really kind of creepy, just dead looking thing. That's just they're like, we, we're going all in. There's going to be a shit ton of human characters in this. The demo starts off where you have to choose your character and there's a side of boys and a side of girls and you choose one and then the game starts. It has a cinematic and you see that both the girl and boy are both somehow involved in this, this weird, wonder, wonderful adventure that we're about to go on. And then it starts off and it's like the knuckles levels from Sonic adventure. <laughs> and it's like, that's good. great. Yeah, that's good. I don't, yeah, I don't know that that's what people wanted Hill. when they, when they wanted more. Yeah. No one wanted more pumpkin Hill. From, from the Sonic Adventures games. And then, so I see we you're talking about the Odyssey stuff, because there is, in the same way, there's moons everywhere, and it kind of incentivizes you to, like, look around and explore the world. There's, like, there's these weird balance wonderland things everywhere, and it's like you're getting them. But the moment you get your hands in control of this game, you realize every single button does the exact yes. same thing. <laughs> is it on the menu? Holy shit. That is the most, ins like in the grand scheme of things, this, that doesn't matter at all, but a menu where every single button is confirmed is the most insane thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it is insane. Like Greg, Greg, we're not joking. Yeah. Oh, start. I don't think you are. I'm just enjoying it. <laughs> you hit start, the menu comes up and you know, there's a bunch of different options. And at the bottom of the screen, screen, it says confirm X square triangle circle. <laughs> To I let us back know, out of it. You can fucking you can fucking hit anything you want, and it's just <laughs> gonna right, do the same right. thing. When you're playing the game, X, square, circle, they all jump. R2, L2, they all jump. That's all you fucking do is jump. All you do is what, jump. What then, was the moment? Describe the moment where you figured that out. Because for me, it was me like finally <laughs> loading into the world and be like, oh sweet, let's go. X to jump. Okay, sweet. What's circle? Jump. All right, cool. What's square? Oh, okay, let's jump too. Okay, cool. Let's cool, try cool. Oh, I'm fucking jumping. Sweet. So, so then then the deal, Greg. There's no double jump, by the way. It's okay, just, and why just would there be? Why would there be? Why would there be? Why would there be? But then you start going around and then there's like enemies, and you're like, well, it looks like I need to punch them. No, I guess not. They're not enemies. I guess they're friends. <laughs> like they're just kind of there. <laughs> then you eventually can like overtake power. So that's where the Odyssey thing comes into play. Where you get Greg Miller. What's your question? I'm sorry. Real. I just I thought this is important. Real quick. What do the triggers do? <laughs> so the triggers jump. 
Okay, the L2 and R2, just, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 let me, let me, let me get you some. L1, what do you think it does? I'm going to say jump. It's not jump. It's not jump, actually. No, this <laughs> lets jump. you, this lets you cycle through the different powers that you've kind of obtained from different characters around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But every time that you get one of their powers, in, it, it just adds to your jump. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't give you an extra button to do something. It's like, okay, you got this character that's kind of a Tasmanian devil. So now you get to do a little fun spin. Sure. Like a Crash Bandicoot style spin. But guess what? It only happens when you jump. Yeah. So you, you have to yeah. hit a button. It causes a trade jump. And then later you get a, another character that's like a Jackrabbit. And you get kind of Yoshi's hover jump. But guess what? That's also a different form of jump. You're just changing your jump. That's all you're ever fucking doing in this goddamn game. And then every every couple minutes, it'll just be here's a cinematic that makes no sense. I, I before we go too further, I want to mention there's occasionally a mini game that like breaks this up in that you find a golden hat. It will take you to what I think is the worst mini game I've ever played. Not because it's bad, but because it's nothing. It is you have to line up an image with Balin who is like doing spin kicks and stuff. But, like, one, there's almost no way you can fail. Two, it is exactly the same every single time. So, literally, you have to just wait for this image to, like, go through this, like, auto-scrolling thing. And it's like, all right, hit X. There you go. Done. And you do this four, three or four times. And it's like, you did great. You did all of them. And I don't know what you get from it. But, like, whatever it is, isn't worth it. Do you see this character, Greg? This, this magical Balan character. And he's flipping around in this anime-esque way where there's like a lot of colors flying by and he's like doing this weird flip kick and it's really unclear why or what he's doing it to but then a fucking jpeg of him will go across the screen and as it like goes over him that you're supposed to hit that's X. when you stop it okay, okay. and yeah. then just boom that's it and it's like what the hell is this shit <laughs> like it is so bizarre and then you get to the end and imran you posted a video of this uh, Barrett, I sent it to oh, assets. Can oh, you, okay, good, good. <laughs> can you please bring up the video that is essentially your reward for beating this demo? I can't wait. I will say, as weird as this is, it got stuck in my head the entire day yesterday. <laughs> so, okay, to prep you, Greg, for what we're about to see, the uh, the other core thing about this game is they don't speak a language that we know. Of course, it's like Shadow Colossus. It's, yes. it's just like some weird gibberish language. But also, it's and clearly there, Japanese people speaking it. So it's like, it kind of sounds like Japanese, but then isn't quite. And the, and the weird things you collect are called Tim's, and that upsets nice. me. Nice. That's got to make you excited. Come it's, on now. It's a lot of this Kevin's weird, dream. We're going to watch this together. Okay. I'm very excited. Because, like, you were talking about the humans. Oh, like, this guy is just looking at you the entire fucking level. This so weird strange. ass farmer, like. Dream, our DreamWorks farmer is just like staring at you the entire time. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck are we watching? Yo, it's about to get crazy. The drop. <laughs> I was excited for this game. <laughs> I was legit like, oh, a fucking 3D platformer musical? Just sign me up. And then I got here and I was like, oh, okay, well. Also, it goes on for like a trophy list looks like. Like, it goes on for another like a minute after that. That's just where I, like, I, mean, I hit the, the record thing, button. Greg, if all you're doing is jumping in this game, it can't be that hard of a I was going to say. <laughs> I got a yeah, lot it's man, very collect a though. So. 
I can't yeah, imagine yeah. it's, you know, a I, super so when, I, when I first booted up the demo, I actually downloaded it on Switch. Uh, and the game runs and looks terrible on Switch. It, 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 like, I don't know how you can make a game that looks that bad on Switch, especially when I, I transitioned to actually playing on PlayStation because I thought that was the problem. Uh, the problem with the game was that I was playing it on Switch and then I played on PlayStation. And I was like, oh, no, this game is just bad. Uh, the Switch version looks terrible, uh, plays terrible, runs terrible. And so <laughs> it, it feels like it looks and feels like a game that you would just see like one day just show up on Steam. It like this developer has had no previous work or whatever. Like, is this a mobile cash grab? What the hell is this? Like, this is what this game feels like. I cannot believe how bad the controls are. Even taking away the simplicity of it, it feels like actual garbage to play. Yeah. And like, so Greg, that the weird creepy farmer. Yeah, that looks a lot like you, but yeah. There's no context <laughs> for it at all. He's just kind of there. And sure. like his face never moves. It's always just the same weird, like static look but yeah. he is giant in the level that we played in the demo he's just kind of standing over the level and it's like what watching the, you like what is happening and is if it you like walk the giant near him bird in like the in hellheim and god of war where you see it in the background at all times and you're like oh god that's terrifying so Where it's kind of like that but imagine it's not the background and imagine he's just standing on the level and you have to constantly walk around him and it'll he'll just disappear it's like the opposite problem of draw distance where it's like this <laughs> giant thing that's right here just goes away and all like, the character models do that like there's <laughs> animals just like literally just dancing around you go up to them they'll just disappear i'm like what the hell is did, did the game break is something wrong here I do but like no, that like, you have friends in the level that are just cheering you on and following you I, the whole time. I don't understand that either. Like, one time I respawned and I came back and everyone's like, woo, good job. I'm like, I just fucking die. What are you yeah. laughing about? There, and it's like, also are there see, enemies? I don't know. Because everyone yeah, seems to kind of be your friend like sometimes. Kingdom Hearts heartless kind of things. Yeah, it's weird yeah, yeah. because you, at some points I wasn't able to tell. Like, I try to I try to defeat enemies that are actually my friends. And I also try to befriend <laughs> characters that be end up being my enemies. So, <laughs> Blessing, are you going to play the final product now? Are I'm you going to see out. this through? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to beat this game, Mania. but I, it, it, I want, I want to see more of it. At this point, it is it's more morbid curiosity than actual like excitement or anything. That's I just want to play reason, more to know. I need to know. That's the only reason I could possibly imagine they put out this demo because they couldn't have believed in this game. There's no way that they thought like, oh yeah, people are going to play this demo and then buy this game. They must be counting on people going like, ah, yeah, this is shit. I'll buy this. Well, that's the I, thing is like I, this game is being published by Square Enix. Yes. Which means that somebody must have greenlit, greenlit this based off of name recognition. Alone. Somebody saw something and was like, "Yeah, we need yeah. this." Like somebody, this somebody is saw a the art. Sixty dollar game, guys. <laughs> what? Are what? you serious? That's madness. Sixty dollars. Fuck you, Tim. Like, it's not that I don't believe you. It's that I have to actually find out for myself. Dude, look, <laughs> I'm looking right now. We can pre-order on Amazon Balan Wonderworld for sixty dollars on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. It's sixty dollars just across the board. And again, I, not that I don't believe you, but I need to find out for myself. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, you're right. Legitimately, this strikes me as somebody had art and and uh, they approached Square Enix and they're like, oh, you made Sonic? This art looks good. All right, cool. Let's green light. Let's see what this is about. And Square Enix was like, all right, time to put out the demo. And they're just realizing what this game is. Um, there is. There does seem to also be elements of them trying to go for the Chow Garden thing. I don't know too yes. much about oh, Chow Garden right. because that's not my, um, that was never my jam, but there are these little cute looking creatures uh, in the world and you can feed them things. So you can feed the them tims. collectibles, the Tim's. Yeah. yeah you feed them Tim's. Yeah. You feed now them you drop. said you didn't know anything about this farmer. Uh huh. <laughs> Does the story not explain who Jose Gallard is? 
the first level is called the man who fought against the storm. So yeah, it's one, no, no, it's the man who rages against the rages storm. Against the the storm, story yeah. of a farmer who fights against a storm. And Jose like, Gallard, a man who runs a farm. <laughs> one day a storm struck the cornfield he took great care of. Dot, dot, dot. The storm stole everything from me. We're then leading into Bartholomew. Lurks in the depths of the worlds, born from hearts and plagues of Jose's heart. Uh, control. Wait, hold on. Lurks in the depths of the world's born from hearts and plagues jose's heart controlling a tornado it attacks the protagonist uh show enough strength to withstand the storm and jose's heart will be freed so that's why he's dancing yeah because he's freed but like it's like what if you could write a kingdom hearts game worse and that's what this is i mean you imran you just said it best like you know what the thing that 3d sonic games and nights into dreams needed kingdom Hearts style storytelling <laughs> this you seems know? like a, you this seems Honestly. like this I'm on the website for the over here at uh, Balan World Wonderworld.com or whatever, and like it seems like something you read, you fed an AI a bunch of different boxes <laughs> in like instruction manuals, and it spit this back out. Chapter one stage: a world born from hearts woven by the memories of the beautiful farm in Jose's heart. The bulging ground and huge crops create a mysterious landscape. And then one of their little things here is a world adorned with various crops and farming tools. These are, and then there's three bullet points here laid out why these are important. The ground bulges, showing off diverse variation. Go Yo, into the, go into the field true. with massive corn. Dude. Oh my God, this one just says, wow, a large iron ball is rolling. Yeah. <laughs> all those things do happen. That is a fact. They literally just described the demo. Great. Like, the, read the first one again. The ground bulges, showing off diverse variation. Yo, okay, so that is a fact, I guess, but what they really mean is that random parts of the level are just always kind of bouncing in a in a way that's not visually pleasing at all. And Oops. on top of that, Blessing earlier said, oh, it's 3D platformer and a musical. Really what that means is that music's playing, and honestly, I'm not going to hate all the music. It's kind of fun. But like that. music is playing, and to the... I don't even want to say the beat. It's like every note is represented on the screen by what I can only explain. And follow me here, guys. I can only explain it as, you know, when you're at a bank ATM uh-huh. and it's touchscreen <laughs> and you touch on one of the options and there's yes. like a weird like like thing where it kind of looks like wherever you touched has like almost like a wave coming from it. Like yeah, a circle like wave. The, yeah, like the oil it's from the touchscreen ripple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touchscreen ripple. Yes. They decide that it's a good idea in this game that for every note of a song, random parts of the screen looks like from inside the screen, they're poking what we're looking at, and it's just causing ripples everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, I noticed that immediately. I was like, well, I noticed it. I didn't realize it was tied to the music at first. So I started watching. It was like, oh, I guess this is kind of on the beat, but it's not on the beat. It's like to it's not. random parts of the music, like not consistently, but like the chorus will come and then like, the last three notes of the chorus will get those ripples. It's like, what the hell? I don't understand what this is. It's just distracting. Barrett, can you find a, a YouTube video that's like a walk through the demo? Because I need God. I need people to watch and see this. Chapter six, the girl and the kitten. The so, story of a chance meeting between a girl and a kitten. <laughs> oh my like, God. I don't want to clown this game so bad because like this is clearly a game for babies, but babies deserve better than this game. Yeah, that's my thing is I tweeted about this game and somebody was like, well, it's a, it's a kid's game. And I'm like, yeah, but there are a lot of awesome kids games. Yeah. You know, like Mario's a kid's game. Mario yeah. is a kid's game. 
Remember that? Yeah. Candy and I books mean, float yo. around this sweet world. A clock tower <laughs> looms in the distance. The buildings are full of moving gears. Ride the spinning gears to move ahead. It seems like there is a path up ahead. If only you could stop the moving blocks to proceed forward. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is, it's insane. Like, I, I just talked for 20 minutes before this about Mario 3D World. And to go from Mario 3D World to this is so, like, that's a kid's game too, man. Yes. This shit is yeah. a fucking fever dream that, like, I, I'm just really not sure who the audience is because it, it very clearly is trying to tickle the nostalgia of people that were fans of Sega Saturn games and... Uh, and the Sonic Adventure games, there he is. Chow Garden, and all that. Yeah, look at him, oh, Greg. Oh, that's very look uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at these in there. Really badass. Guys, we need to save his heart or whatever. God, Hold on, look, guys, look around. You see that? The, the random <laughs> circle, the touchscreen circles are happening. No, I yeah. didn't see that. And the the character models oh, disappearing for horrible. no apparent reason. Oh, yeah, these are the power ups that they they collect. So now, yeah, now you're a tornado wolf, which is fantastic. But I want you guys to clearly see this touchscreen stuff because it is just freaking bizarre. Also, I believe you need to find a key in order to pick up power-ups. Yes. Which is another thing. And like, which you is can, another thing. Like, that key will respawn, so you could just theoretically just keep picking up that key. And I don't, like, what is what is the gameplay oh, here? What do they want him. you to do? Hold on. We just saw one. Yeah. Where was it? Where was it? I will say I did like the boss fight. I thought the boss fight was fun. Yeah, yeah right the there, boss right fight was there. like, yeah, kind of like okay, we we've played a Mario game. Oh, yeah, it's God. it's we have Mario at home. That is what this game is. Oh, there's like, a whole bunch of them. Yeah, the ripples here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Greg, what what's up? Got? What do you got for? Us, I just Greg? ran into the. How are we saying? Is it Balan? Is that how we're saying it? I I always said Balan, I say Balan, but I don't know. Balan. That makes more sense. You know that there's a special edition. No. There's the no, please tell me about it. Balan Wonder World Showtime set. Can you send it I wanna, to assets? I feel like sure, 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 sure. Uh, it's also here. Like, assets. This game should be at least. It should at least just be knights again. Like totally. I don't understand why they made a new, incredibly terrible thing. Mm -hmm. For the low, low price of one hundred and twenty-four ninety-nine. Oh my lord. <laughs> Hell you can yeah. get the Balan Showtime set also, here. Look yeah. how terrible this looks. Oh, yeah, man, I, I bear, I bear you have it. it. Yeah, it's got what? It looks like an art book. I'm trying to find a breakdown of what's actually in it. I, here we go. So you get the Balan Wonderworld game software on PS5, the Balan Wonderworld original soundtrack CD, a game novel, a pin badge, and the Balan Wonderworld theater program pamphlet. This is a Showtime set exclusive. That's slightly cheaper than the Mass Effect Legendary Cachet Edition. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh Barrett, I also sent you a, a link if we can go to it uh, in yeah, assets after this. Yeah, the, yeah this... I, just, I need to pull it up just for so people mm -hmm. can actually believe that. Yeah, there, there you go, one hundred and twenty-four dollars. Yep. Add it to your wish list. No, <laughs> can I, can, should I go on the no. waiting list? Should I go on the waiting list? Right now, you can buy it. It looks, I so it looks like yeah, it's sold out over there. Over on eBay, it looks like you can get it here for a buy yeah. it now of two hundred and thirty-seven dollars. If you wanted to All jump right, in here, there. Go, it's a very limited run. I get the feeling imagine? that Galbraith's going to be sitting on that one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Barrett, can you bring up the website for this yeah. game? Because what what shocking to me is earlier Imran was saying that you know there's a demo for this game because someone was just like no 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 this is horrible we have to get in people's hands so they know how bad it is what's crazy to me is this demo is available everywhere yeah like 
they put this out there as like a, it, you know, last week we talked about Resident Evil Maiden, and it's like cool. They put that out. It's on PS5. There, it's very targeted. And they're trying to get pre-orders for Resident Evil Eight. Here's a like a small look at what Resident Evil Eight kind of could be. This is like no. Here's this game. We want you to play it, and now we want you to pre-order. <laughs> like, <laughs> scroll down, Barrett. Like we got the demo links at the bottom. You can see, but yeah, this website just has way too much information everywhere about a game that I don't think needs to be talked about this much. But yeah, thank you. Stick here. What is the Isle of Tims? Oh, you know what it is. <laughs> Greg, please read this. The Isle of Tims is the hub world of your adventure and the home of the Tims. You'll use this area as a base to explore the other worlds born from the hearts of their inhabitants and free their hearts from torment and worry. What are Tims? Tims are mysterious creatures that live on the Isle of Tims. This is the most fucking circular <laughs> shit I've ever read. Where it'd be like, what's the Bible? The Bible's a book that tells stories about the Bible. Like, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about? Okay. What is no, it? The last just thing child. I want to do, last thing I want to do, Barrett, go scroll down a little more. Because <laughs> I want you to get to the control section. <laughs> Of this, because they actually, they, I, I, I'm oh, shocked no. they did it, but they did, they did. Here you go. That's awesome. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, there you R2. go. Every single L two, L one, R two, R one, circle, X, triangle, square, awesome. jump, costume ability. Oh, uh-huh. what the fuck? <laughs> and and now go hit where it says Nintendo Switch up there. Yeah, just in case we didn't know. We didn't. <laughs> Here's <laughs> diagrams of every controller to let you know the amazing experience you're getting. Guys, do you think that this might be the worst game of 2021? Oh, that's such a tall order. There's so much crap coming out on Steam all the time. Yeah. But like... But this, 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 this feels like it could it up, be... Like, is it the worst game you think that'll come from a major publisher? Oh, absolutely. There's like... Oh, this is a <laughs> oh absolutely. Like, no, no doubt. Oh, for six, yeah, for a $60 game, yeah. Even from a major publisher, like who can compete, you know? <laughs> like who's who's gonna who's gonna step up? Who's next? Mortal CD Kombat Project like, Red. <laughs> Damn. 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 Got Before we move on, I want to tell you about our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Upstart. Last year showed us that you never know what life is going to throw at you. And if you use credit cards to pay for unexpected expenses, it can be overwhelming to manage that debt. You can take control with Upstart so you know exactly what to expect, like so many of my friends have done. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Uh, It was really cool. One of my friends had a lot of debt and was able to consolidate it into one place, which just made it simpler for him to wrap his mind around it. Now he is debt-free, good to go. Uh, If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Uh, with a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. Uh, you can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. You can find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use the URL that we just said to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. That's upstart.com slash kinda funny. All right, guys. 
uh, how, if only we would have known the sponsor was going to be fucking Balan's Wonderworld. <laughs> you know, oh, we, no. we have egg in our face. You know what I mean? <laughs> While we're still here, why, is, why does Square Enix do this? They also published The Quiet Man, yes. which was a terrible game. Why are Quiet they Man was a cool their... idea. It could have worked out. It didn't. Balan Wonderworld, also a cool idea that could have worked out. In my eyes. In my eyes, at least. Like, well, why I, do I'm they do totally this? with you. Yeah, it could have. Ah, How do they like this? Again, I don't have an answer. It still could work out. Like, like I wish I, I wish I knew why Square Enix is like really quixotic, like uh, publishing deals. Like, it kind of makes some sense. Like, they, oh, you know how to make video games. You've been in in the business for a while. That applies to Yuji Naka, and uh, I forget who made Quiet Man. I want to say it was Runic, but like, it makes sense to give them. But like then it seems like there's like all right here's some money see you in four years like that seems to be what they're doing because nobody who has been looking in this game like unless they're actively trying to get fired would be like no yeah this is good keep going nailed it mm. yeah <sighs> all right well moving on from that nightmare uh, <laughs> I want to hear about Destruction All Stars who here's Ooh. played it I have I have a little bit Ooh. look at that chance to yet. Tim. yeah great Greg Miller what are you yeah. thinking eh. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like it's it's I I mean obviously Greg Miller is never going to be your definitive source for all things competitive multiplayer, let alone uh destruction derby competitive multiplayer. But like it just is a game that exists. There's way too many characters and none of they all are made to be unique. They all have different outfits and abilities and all this stuff, but I have played several of them, a handful of them throughout this morning. I started playing this morning and I played before this, right? And it's like, all right, fine. Like, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, they have different cars and, like, their cars have a little bit of different abilities. And granted, again, I'm scratching the surface here as I still figure it out. If you don't know, of course, Destruction All-Stars is a car combat game that is a PlayStation Plus freebie. Uh, it was originally going to be a $78 launch game for the PlayStation 5. Which would have been a huge been mistake. <laughs> fucking ridiculous thank god they pulled up at the last second on that one because they would have been eviscerated for that um you start every match it's like you're watching a game show you start every match out of your car you run into the world and you jump into a car and then you go off in several different game modes uh but they all involve smashing into each other uh you get points for hitting other cars your cars have life bars eventually the car will explode you'll either ho hopefully have jumped out of it beforehand or if it blows up with you in it you get ejected out of it you then are running around in third person until you get into another car you can find cars that are you know being uh spawned into the world all the time because again this is the game the destruction derby game show that you're on, uh, or you can jump onto other players' cars and take them over with a. They have to wiggle the stick left and right to shake you off. You have to hit the the button prompts on there in a quick time event to get it out or whatever. Um, again, this is all taken into a bunch of different things where the, you know there's basically like deathmatch where it's of course like who can get the most points uh, by smashing into each other. Uh, there's a thing called Gridfall, which uh, you're out there and it's last man standing and it's it's like hexagon from Fall Guys where the hexagons are falling out of it and then it, you're trying to knock your opponents into those things. It's once you're KO'd, you're out of it completely. Uh, there's Carnado where you're going through, you're doing Carnado. Yes. You then run and bank the points, and then there's stockpile, which is similar. Again, it's all all is about running into each other and causing damage and doing it. And yeah, it's not bad, but it's it's not something you have to play. It's definitely something that I, I wanted to play as much as I could to get to here, and I will probably I think actually Mike might want to stream a little bit of it on our stream tomorrow. But after that, I'm gonna delete it. Like it's not something that's hanging on my hard drive. Am I wrong, Iran? 
it feels like one person had the like one person played Overwatch was like fuck I have a really good idea. Another person plays Splatoon is like I have a really good idea. Then they hit each other with cars and like that's what this game feels like. It's like it's not in, it's inspired by these things but not quite there. And Greg and Blessing, correct me if I'm wrong because I played two matches and the second match was me trying to figure out if the first match was just a glitch. But there's no music during the game, right? Like during the actual match, like in menus and like before and after. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's like, menus and stuff for sure. I don't remember there not being in the game, but I don't remember it standing out either. Like at one I, point I, I had a glitch where there. I couldn't get into a match. So in the, after like five minutes, Jen's like, so are you going to listen to the main menu this entire time? I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to get off the main menu. That's why it's still on here. I don't know. But like, it's such a weird thing. It, it feels like this game has always been meant for like oh yeah it's ps plus we had this idea we're gonna put it out here and like that's yeah. it if this were not ps plus at some point then like i'm really questioning the sanity of anyone who made those decisions because it just it doesn't feel like a full game really it feels like it, an interesting idea i really like how you said it you know it feels uninspired right like or it's inspired by those things but it doesn't hit that thing that's the yeah. thing about it where i think even looking at it right now there's so much color and there's so many different characters with different looks that i think for me to be like it's generic or nothing stands out seems not crazy, but you look at it like, well, this is standing out to me right now, but playing it like it does. It, it, there's all these different influences, including the microtransactions, right? Where, you know, you you're earning gold when you level up that you can then go spend on new banners, uh, new outfits for the characters when most of them are just palette swaps. But then you can also buy the, the purple or the pink coin, hot pink coins that look a lot like V bucks. And it's very clear. That's what they're inspired by for you to go in and get this stuff. But going through the dozens and dozens of you know banners and then icons it's just like why would i why even when i got the points to go in there i was like none of this like no i don't look at this and go oh that's clearly x character that's and i'm yeah. really i'm really attached to that character like all these characters are what they are they're you know after you know a morning and afternoon here of matches with different people i burn out on what they say because like i feel like the game has a very uh, quick cycle of audio and granted since i'm learning and probably making the same mistakes or losing in the same ways or whatever like even the announcers are saying the same things over and over again it feels like super early on it's just, it's totally a thing and i could see people enjoying it but like i don't think it's anything to write yeah. home about hey speaking of a quick cycle of audio there should not be a microphone in the PS, like the DualSense. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that was the first not be thing. By default, on for a free video game because holy shit, everyone is terrible. Yeah, oh. no, that was my first thing when I when I first booted up the game. As soon as you match make, all mics are on, uh, and you can like turn that off. You can go in your system and, and fix all that. But if you don't, if you go in, it's just everybody talking and because you're playing online everybody's saying terrible shit and so i was mm -hmm. i was immediately like oh it's a horrible horrible first impression for this game that i'm greeted by all like all these slurs and all this bullshit that everybody's talking about Good uh but as far as the game overall i i agree with both uh greg and emron like the game for me doesn't seem like it has a voice like it it, it, it seems like one of those ones where they like halfway through the development process they're like okay yeah well, this is this is going good like we can we got driving solid we got the game modes all right let's see where we can find the fun and they it seems like they just never found the fun like i'm playing last night and playing a little bit this morning i uh played some of mayhem and i also played some of gridfall and one the part of why i say like it doesn't feel like it has a voice is i it, there's not one single game mode so far for me that feels like it stands out from the others yeah. I, I i wish it was like a rocket league where if you hop in rocket league 
there you're going there to put to put balls into goals. Like there is a there is a Rocket League game, there's the League yeah, of Legends game, there's an Overwatch game. In in uh, uh Destruction All-Stars, it does it, it feels like they present these four different modes to you and they're just like, cool, just jump into whichever one. These are all four very different games, mm-hmm. and it's your choice. And none of them so far have stuck out to me. And then yeah. also, like for all the, the different characters that I've chosen, none of them also not have also stuck out to me in terms of their abilities and all that stuff. Like it very much feels like a uh, cut and paste hero shooter type thing yep. where i'm there's one character that has invisibility there's another character that has a different thing that's like cool i've seen these all before in other games it very much reminds me of bleeding edge like this game does feel like this year's bleeding edge in terms of the one thing i'll say about it is the style i think is cool like i think there's a cool art style and and yeah. the game has flair and all this stuff and i'll say the same thing about bleeding edge but there's just not much to back it up and so like i there's not much currently that is bringing me back to it i want to keep playing exactly. it just to, just to you know, fingers crossed, maybe something hooks me and I finally find where the fun's at in this game. But so far within my first few hours, I'm like, I don't really have any desire to keep going. Yeah, there's it, no, I, you're, you're nailing it, I think, with lack of identity for the modes and then that leading to a lack of desire to come back. Like, there's nothing tugging at me right now since there's no, leveling up doesn't, I'm not like questing for, oh, I need this thing. I need this skin for this character that I really care about. Like, there's an ocean of characters and skins and all this shit I don't really care about. So what is pulling me back to play? And I'm sorry, Imran, I know you were starting up to talk too. Well, I was going to say, it's like, it reminds me of a game, and this is a very specific, like, hypothetical, but, like, if the four of us were at a PAX or an E3 or a demo event, and somebody was like, hey, do you guys want to just, like, sit down and play this game real quick? And we're like, yeah, sure, why not? We, like, have fun for, like, five minutes playing this game. This is what this is like, of, like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, this is fine. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to run back to the office and, like, get on my laptop and, like, quickly write up a preview about it, but, like. It's an okay thing. And I bet there will be people who get really super into it. And that's fine. I think this game yeah. probably does have those. Like, it probably will hit for those like those kinds of people. But for most of us, I think it's just like, all right, cool. I'm glad I didn't spend 70 bucks on this. Yeah, it, yeah. you you nail it. Where I, That's one of the th- things I was thinking today. Is It was giving me a lot of pangs of Riggs mechanized combat. When they would go to you'd we'd be at judges week or whatever, and they put us all into it, and you're you're all you're we're fucking around with your friends, so you're having you have a soft spot of memory for it. We had a really good game, but then to be at home with this, this would have demoed well if you would have taken. They would have gone to IGN and set a whole bunch of people up. It would have demoed well, I think, people playing and getting that taste. But to get in here and realize like that's what it is. It's juicy fruit, right? Like you get in, you chew it, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is all there is to it. And like you know, like, uh, the Gridfall one, I was like. Oh, okay. This is an interesting idea. I like the floors falling out as you go. It's evolving, but it's also like there's, and I'm not, the loads aren't terribly long or anything, but they're not instantaneous. So it's like, I start grid, I start grid fall. All right. We found 16 players. We're matchmaking. All right. We load in. All right. Load in the characters. I pick my character. All right. Go play grid fall. And if you get knocked off the world right away, or you figure it out right away, you're dead. And now you have to load back to the main menu or matchmake again and load it up and go. It's like, it's not instantaneous in turn on that one very specific mode. The other one's like, you're playing a lot longer in some, in some ways, I think too long. I quit a game today where I was just like, all right, I fucking lost. Can this end? Like, yeah. One, maybe my biggest problem with the game too, is that, I feel like the actual act of getting hits and knockdowns and all that stuff aren't isn't fun. Like you know, you're when you're playing Call of Duty, you're playing Overwatch, and you get a kill, and it feels awesome. You know, you're playing Overwatch, and you 
uh, uh, usher in the payload, and it feels cool because you're making progress and all this stuff. The in mayhem, at least for Destruction All Stars, your goal is to wreck other players by hitting them, and never has that felt satisfying for me to do yet in this game. You know, I don't even know hit stick like Madden. It's got the your yeah. right sticks hit stick like Madden, so you're hitting forward or side to side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you're like, you're for me the way, the way I play, right? Like I'm driving behind people and trying to get a hit from behind, <laughs> trying to get a hit from behind by yeah, pressing yeah. forward on the right, right analog stick, or I'm driving bas- beside them, pressing right in order to to shift right in order to hit them that way, almost like a burnout. But even in burnout, like that stuff is way more satisfying because you get that good feel of like grinding against grinding against their vehicle and causing like them a to nice hit a crunch. Thing. Yeah, there's a nice thing. crunch, and but like, I, don't, I don't feel that here at all. Yeah, I don't know when I hit people except for the thing says, okay, light hit, medium hit, like wrecked. I'm like, mm. I don't feel anything when it says wrecked. I'm like, all right, cool. I got some points. Yeah. Which is also interesting good, to me because, like, I, I, you know, I wasn't expecting this game to change the world or anything, but, you know, PlayStation, is this a PlayStation Studios game? Yep. It's, yeah, it's X Dev and somebody else, though. Lucid Games. Lucid Games is the one who's working on it. Yeah, because I know it's so SIE are the ones publishing it, but like, does it have like the PlayStation Studios like Splash yeah. and all that? Before? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I like, know it's because Destruction Derby was in that this time. So I'm like, that's probably not going to be the next game. I bet they yeah. take that one out. It's just weird because it's like this does seem like a bleeding edge type uh, game, and especially when Sony have already had a a game like this with some legacy with Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm. That you know, I think there's a reason Twisted Metal games don't exist anymore. Uh, the, the time and place for those just isn't here. And I get taking that idea, trying to change it to be more of the quote unquote free to play, but like PlayStation Plus type experience. Of, let's just give give people this, and maybe they'll latch onto it like Rocket League, but. To come from PlayStation Studios, it kind of seems weird because they've been on such a streak of like that means something. That means like a level of quality. It's kind of a bummer to hear that. Well, this, this is what they're doing though, right? Mark. Like this is what they're doing with PlayStation Studios going forward, where Lucid Games isn't owned and operated Sony first party, right? But they're partnering with them in a way that it, that's what the studios will be, where it is something where if you're working second party or what traditionally would have been second party, right? They're treating you as first party, and it will have it there. But it's also the thing of like this game. Even though I, if you remember it, you know, as what it was going to be a launch game, it makes sense there too, right? Where, yeah, it's so, yeah, I don't, I haven't, there's not many multiplayer games I've played, if any, right? Where I've heard the audio from the other player come out through the speaker too. Cause that's what's happened. Like, this yes. happened to you, right? Where it's like the the other players I'm playing with, they're not coming through my TV speakers, they're coming through the controller, the speaker in the controller. As it, it's encouraging me to hit the mute button and talk to them into the controller in a way that, yeah, this was clearly a launch thing of what they wanted <laughs> you to do and get in and have a part of that and have it yeah. used that way for it. And so that's another thing where it's like, there's so much, there's so much in the game, I say, with gesturing my hands wildly, but it is still so threadbare in terms of like, there's all these different modes. All of them are smashing your car into other people and then, you know, returning to the tornado or trying not to fall in the hole or whatever. But it's like, it's such a thin concept applied to other things within this, this is how the controller feels. And like uh, haptic feedback and, uh, you know, the resistance and all that jazz is happening too, where it's like, it, like you know, some like Mike gives the, uh, the dual sense shit, right? And he's a psychopath. But this one is one of those where I'm playing in my, like, I am like, fuck, I don't like having to push harder on the trigger right now yes. to try to get through this fight right now to really, we're really trying to make it feel immersive that you're in this, you know, destruction. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah, there's a whole lot of dual sense integration. It does very much feel like a, hey, this is going to make a great launch game because it displays a lot of the different elements of the PS5, uh, the dual sense and how it's going to play into things. Uh, I, oh, I just lost my train of thought. I had a whole train of thought I was going to go through and it's gone. 
All right, come back to me later. Sorry. I will say, like, I like, I like the vibration, like when you're like half health or below, that like the engine starts sputtering. You can like feel it in the controller. Like that's a good way to make me not have to constantly look at that like not very obvious and kind of small health bar at the bottom. Hmm. Yeah, were you guys? I got it. Were any of you? Uh, Harry's go back. For He's back. Go for it. Go for back. It. back. Uh, uh, Greg. Greg was kind of talking about this a little bit, but like in terms of the game as a launch game, again, like the we were just talking about Battle and Wonderworld and. Destruction All Stars. We're, we're talking about Sony and that seal, seal of quality and that seal of approval and all that stuff. And what PlayStation Studios means, right? Destruction All Stars, I think, is an interesting one because it's like I don't think any of us think the, think the game is horrible. Like it's not a Bow yeah. and Wonder World, but it's one of those things of like, you know, it's it's in that similar place of all right. I have no interest in this in the way that I have no interest in Bow and Wonder World, but it's on the other side of things where I think Destruction All Stars overall is like a quality game right like the right. game runs very well the game has a lot of great colors and the game like feels good to play and all this stuff but it's just not fun overall right like it's not a bad game it's just a eh game and i think that kind of falls it back into that thing of like it's a launch game like it exists that, that, yeah. that, that's mm. kind of the thing because like, that's the it's thing like about hyperscape. it right where well, i'm sorry what right. was it it's like hyperscape to me that like other battle royales exist and they're better at it yeah. so like it's not that hyperscape is bad it's just not good enough to like find a like knock something else off you know what it reminded me of especially and this is me you know i didn't play it so i don't really know but it, it reminds me of from character aesthetic all that stuff battleborn is what mm -hmm. i it reminded me what yeah. PlayStation or destruction all stars here is reminding me of right uh to the point though what that was what i was sitting there thinking oh, I, I knew i had another point about it being a launch game sitting there playing it you know on ps i love you we've talked so many times about or not so many times but recently about kill zone and like kill zone should stay dead why would sony go and make why does sony need to worry about making its own multiplayer shooter suite when there's so many other good ones out there right that was my i was thinking about that today before i was like all oh, right launch game right of like why is Sony making uh, paying people to make this weird destruction? Th it's like, oh, well, you have this console. You're going to have a whole bunch of people. Wouldn't you want people playing something online microtransactions that, you know, there's a limited pool of things to play. Why not play something that is bright, colorful, different and is a, you know, giant thing you can play with all your friends who just got a PlayStation 5 too. PlayStation Plus makes sense for it. And again, yeah, it's not bad. I, I totally see how people can have fun with it for a few nights or whatever, but I don't think it's got legs by any stretch of the imagination. Next up, I want to talk about a good game, Cyber Shadow. Cyber yeah. Shadow. Cyber Shadow is out on Game Pass and also other consoles that cost money, so just play it on Game Pass. <laughs> totally. I mean, dude, but, that's exactly where I'm at, where I was like, oh, this is clearly a game I want to play on Switch, but I was like, but I have Game Pass, so yeah. I'm doing that for sure. Yeah. So you're also playing it, Tim? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So I, I guess to people at home, it is a Ninja Gaiden-like in almost every way except you can't duck and other than that it is like extremely it is it is so ninja gaiden that i almost quit in frustration the first two levels it is <laughs> very very difficult i like the checkpoints though i think it has yes. a very fair checkpoint system uh where you're never too far uh of retreading all the the bullshit you had to get through <laughs> yeah like so the central story concept is i think based on where i am now which is about three or four levels in you were part of a ninja clan that was defending this city. A bomb went off and all the city's robots, like, nearly killed your character. And all the city's robots, like, kind of went evil after that point. So you are now work working your way through a mostly dead city full of robots. And it is a straight up 2D platformer, NES style graphics. But you are, how do I put this? It controls much better than it would have on the NES. 
So mm-hmm. it's in that sense a little easier. But it is if you don't have nostalgia for Ninja Gaiden, this might not be the game for you because, like I said, it is extremely difficult. Yeah, it's it's really difficult, and at least in the first couple levels, like you're pretty limited on your mobility and the yeah. the things you can do. Like especially the first level is you're just jumping, and it is weird. But the one difference being not being able to duck, it kind of makes you feel like you you don't really have many options to do things. Especially because so much of it is the Mega Man style dodging of it's not quite ever bullet hell but there's enough things on screen that you're trying to dodge like you can even see here uh that barrett has pulled up like there are things being shot at you and your only option to get away from them are very specifically arced jumps yeah so like getting used to that is definitely an old school nes type uh thing you gotta get your head wrapped around but the music is fantastic music great it's done by Jake Kaufman, who is also known as Vert. He's oh, the uh, the founder of VG Mix, the website from the early 2000s that I fucking loved. Um, and he is supremely talented. I would yeah. say one of the most talented when it comes to video game remixes, and that's turned into him making a lot of the music. He's done Shovel Knight. He's done uh, a lot um, of similar things. And Dante and the Pirate's Curse, which had a fantastic fucking soundtrack. Exactly. Uh, and he's so good that like the music alone is a good reason to at least boot this up, especially like we always talk about Game Pass and it's the thing of, like, oh, it's good for a Game Pass game. This being a Game Pass game is like, oh, shit, like there's some quality here. And yeah, yeah it co- this is a perfect example of, well, it costs more money somewhere else. So <laughs> the value is clearly there. I will say if you get past the first two levels, it starts easing up because you do get more things to like handle situations. It it still gets more difficult. It is still like a difficult game, but like so like uh the first couple of the save points have this weird thing where you can invest the currency you've been like getting out of enemies and boxes and all that into that particular save point. And then from there, like you'll always start with like an extended sword or whatever from that one. Mm-hmm. So you can invest in every one or just like invest in the one before the boss or whatever. It's kind of a modular difficulty that way. By yeah. the like third level, they give you like cooler things from that save point. So like it gives you a like a homing shuriken that ex- extends from your body that you can also hit with your sword to like send it specific directions. So like once you get that thing, oh, I don't need to walk right up to this guy now and like punch him in the face with my sword. I can like take from a distance and like kind of be a little bit more careful. That is, it's it's an interesting way to kind of like give you an easier time through things without like just saying, hey, you kind of suck at this game. Do you want to do an easy mode? <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, it, it actually reminds me a lot of Shovel Knight, uh, which makes sense, but it reminds me of Shovel Knight's system of as you get through the levels, there's the kind of risk reward of are you going to take the, the coins and money from the checkpoint or are you going to leave it there and uh, not get the... Like it'll count as a checkpoint, but you don't get the money type thing. And it allows you to kind of control the difficulty of the game based on the experience that you're having. But that is mixed with a almost like Contra power up type system where it's like there are certain guns and certain weapons or certain like abilities you have. You're like, oh, man, this is making my my life significantly better having the spread gun in Contra or whatever. And I think that they do a good job in this one uh, so far, at least like kind of giving you those options to make the game a little bit easier and more fun if you're frustrated, but also keeping it a bit a much more vanilla traditional NES experience. If you're, you're there to torture yourself. Uh, I'll also I say like not. one thing I found interesting is at least one boss has talked shit about me after the fight. If I didn't fight with honor. So like, oh, awesome. oh interesting. 
like there's an Iron Man looking boss like really early on in the game, and if you just like land behind him and start slashing him in the back, he gets so pissed off at you. But if you fight him from the front, he's like, "All right, you did okay." Like huh. I think that's kind of cool, and I like I like the idea. Like when I'm facing bosses now, I'm like, "There's one of the first bosses called like Laserhead, which is a fucking fantastic name." But like, the, <laughs> I was wondering when I was fighting, I was like, "If I do something like the game doesn't like, is there going to be like a consequence for this?" Because clearly they're tracking it. So I don't mm-hmm. know, like, while I'm fighting them, like, should I be not cheesing it? Or would I rather just cheese it and not have to deal with it all? Yeah, and those are the the kind of choices that I think make this game unique and kind of stand out as just another one of these games. Because I, I feel like looking at this, it's like, okay, cool, I get it. It's a, you know, a retro platformer that we've seen a million of these days. But this one definitely does seem to be more in the category of Messenger and Shovel Knight um, and like Axiom Verge and that style of quality. Um, but I will say that so far it hasn't clicked for me in the same way. And I, I've just never been a Ninja Gaiden fan in the way that I was a mm-hmm. fan of more Shovel Knight type games, right? So, so far I'm like, this is really damn good. I don't know that I'm going to see it through to the end though. Yeah, and like that's kind of the Game Pass thing of, you know, I'm fine playing like three or four hours of this. Like, it's I got what I needed out of it. I I might see it through more levels. We'll see how long actually long this game is and how much harder it gets. But like, if I quit right now, I'd be fine. Like, I I enjoyed this game. I'm not like I don't think it's a bad game, but I have enough like monetary investment in this, which is basically none, that I could walk away and still feel satisfied. <laughs> you've enjoyed. You've you've gotten your money's worth out of it. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Me too. And I haven't played as much as Imran, but like I've gotten value out of this for sure. Uh, music alone, it's worth playing yes. through the first couple of levels to be like, damn, this is some hot shit. What's up, Les? Did you guys play The Messenger? Yes. Mm-hmm. How would you compare it to that? I, I'd compare it pretty... Fa- um, the Messenger is a lot easier and a lot more frenetic. So like the, like it's more platforming heavy than I think uh, Cyber Shadow is. Keep in mind, I don't think I liked the messenger that much after the switch. You know, the, like that, the like the thing in the middle of the game that changes things up, and like when it became more of a Metroidvania thing, I'm like, eh, this is not what I really came to this for. But I think like the first half of the messenger, when it is the eight bit Ninja Gaiden thing, I think this game does com or Cyber Shadow does combat better well than or better than Messenger does, but Messenger does platforming better. You absolutely nailed. I agree with you. everything you just said. In Messenger, like there was that switch, and I was like, I don't love this game anymore when I did love it before. Um, and it is just because moving around is fun in Messenger. The way that the that they like chain the jumps and being able to slice through different things, it's like it feels familiar but unique at the same time. Whereas uh, with this one, it is a little bit more just traditional and not as fun to move around. Which for a game that has as much jumping as this does, I, I kind of wish we got some more out of. Like, there's a time where I walked out of a room and just jumped immediately and just got killed by a laser. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Why, why did that happen? <laughs> and, like, that's kind of how the game treats it sometimes. It's like, you're just going to get screwed sometimes. Like, there's save points. You're, you'll lose a couple of minutes. But if you're someone who's very sensitive to getting, like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen and I just died, like, then this game was really going to piss you off. Yeah, and then the, and the other thing, and again, I think this is really good so far. So it's like I we're coming across more negative than I actually feel yeah. about it. Yeah. But I do think that there was a lot of dialogue boxes uh, that kind of interrupt the gameplay that aren't so far adding to my experience. I'm always kind of like, okay, I don't really care what you're saying. Whereas Messenger, every time someone was saying something, it was funny enough or interesting enough from a mystery perspective of what's really going on that I was always engaged. So. Yeah. 
on that level, I would so far give it to, to Messenger from what I've experienced. Well, but that's a Ninja Gaiden both. thing. Like Ninja Gaiden had that. They were the pr- creators of the cutscene of like the super self-serious ninja story. So I think that's what they're kind of trying to lean into. But also it's just like, I didn't get this, like until le- the end of level two, you don't actually understand what's going on in any way. So it was the first two levels of like, I don't, did this bomb turn people into robots? I don't really understand what's happening yeah. yet. I will say the opening cutscene is fucking fantastic. Yes. It is like I was watching it and I was like, damn, imagining this on an NES like would have been the freaking most insane thing of all time. Yeah. Like you you see the the city blow up from like first person perspective and like in pixel art you see his hands go up as like a giant explosion happens. It's like this is cool as hell. So Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we oh, go. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's really right. Cool. I love like that. that is freaking cool. Which is why I thought you were turning like the bomb turned you into a robot because like I, I yeah, apparently I, I don't understand too. subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. All right. Enough of Cyber Shadow, Greg. You've been playing Division Two, the 4K yeah. patch update. Yeah, it's another one I got to tinker with a little bit today. Uh, you know, I haven't touched Division since right after they, when they dropped uh, Warlords of New York. I got into it, and that's when they introduced their battle pass and their like ongoing challenges. You know, take out the four different uh, sub bosses to get to the main boss, and they did it over time. I, of course, was super into that. I love the Division, as you know. Uh, what it would have been most played game of 2019 right uh and so i was super stoked when they introduced that last year in march but then of course uh pandemic happened a whole bunch of other shit happened the other games came out i got moved away from it and it's always been oh, i'll get back to it, i'll get back to it, i'll get back to it today was the day to get back to it as they kicked off the resident evil event where you can go in and get start you know earning cash keys to get a, a clothing for the resident evil outfits and then also yeah playstation 5 uh, xbox series x series s optimization patches that run it at 4k 60 frames a second and it is fucking gorgeous like i putting jumping back in today it was like it was the john wick like oh i'm back like i if it looks so good it ran so good loads are better uh they're not like instantaneous by any stress imagination but again you're playing a ps4 game now even though it's on ps5 they are better uh yeah looks beautiful there's obviously a ton of content to go do i didn't realize the second raid had come out like i was that blinded by everything that's going on i haven't done the new york skyscraper thing or just the skyscraper thing to go for you know start with no weapons work your way up see how far you can get so i'm super excited that there's a reinvigorate, uh, reinvigorated approach to this uh, that's got me back and a whole bunch of funny folks back where it's like, uh, you know, I think uh, my, Snow Mike Mike's jumping back in for the stream tomorrow. Gary wanted a code. Blessing wanted a code. Uh, Paris has always been big on the division. Uh, so I'm excited to get back in there and, you know, knock out the last few DLC trophies I have since I have the platinum. But yeah, it, 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 it totally hit the mark for what I want out of this thing. And I'm excited to go back into it and really play a lot. Hell yeah. You, you think that this is going to be something that gets like a lot of people back to division two? A lot of people, it'll remain to be seen because it is that's it's the same thing as any of these, you know, games of service when you take that much time off where I'm coming back in and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, manhunt. There's a new, obviously there's a new person to go hunt that I, I want to go get. That's going to be, I, I like what they've done in their redesign because it is now very clear of like, I want to go after this big bad person, so I have to beat these four people. What do I need to do? Okay, even and then even the Resident Evil thing, it's checklisting it of like, cool, I want to earn caches. So the you know to this, I think I forget if it's daily or weekly. I just looked at it today. I think it's daily. And so it's like, all right, cool. I knocked out the bounty I need. I knocked out this resupply. Now I got to go do two more of these things or whatever. Like, 
wandering back into a games of service after this can be so intimidating like, like destiny i wouldn't even know where to start right but the division and I, granted i play more division than i play destiny ever so like walking in i know to go to my objectives and see what's up there and i'm excited to see tonight you know like mike played a whole bunch on xbox but obviously to for even have a chance to play with me he has to come play on playstation so like <laughs> he's doing the thing of like all right cool though i want to jump you know warlords actually will boot you up to level 30 so you can go run stuff with friends and it's like He's going to do that. We're going to see how complicated it is to figure all that out and sync up where everybody is and stuff. But I think there's a chance. I don't think it'll bring back a huge number of people, but I saw Andrea over at What's Good, you know, streaming today. Like I said, there's reinvigorated interest from our group. Imran, blessing you both took codes. I don't know how gung-ho you are to actually get in and do stuff with it. Let's see, like, honestly, half my interest is being like, well, these are people making the next Star Wars game. So yeah. I kind of want to see how that, like, what the their de- design ethos is. And, like, I imagine at some point the Division Two is going to stop like wind down, so they can actually do more work in that Star Wars game. But sure. I want to see like, and also I want to get that Leon Kennedy costume. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is, I think that's how this works, right? You put that carrot at the end of the stick and get people to chase it. But the hope being that you know by the time you get the costume you want, obviously you want to play with it a bit. But then you are also like, I enjoyed this. What if we went and did this? What if we went and took on this? I'm what is this skyscraper thing about? We'll go see. But, yeah, I'm uh, excited Blast, to try it out. Yeah. Like you mentioning that it looks better, it has me very excited because I I, I yeah. liked how the game looked when I played it originally on my base PS4 that is actually packed away. Now I was pointing back, but I was like, oh, it's not there anymore. Uh, oh, actually, no, it is there. Yeah, on my base PS4. Um, I'm excited to check it out now on PS5. You know, you you mentioned it it loads quicker. Are you playing it off of SSD or is it on in an external hard drive? It's on my SSD. Or, or no, hold okay. It's you on. Can't it's on yeah, PS5. it's on the SSD in thing. Wait, so is the PS5 version or is it an update to the PS4? It is a patch for the PlayStation 4 version. This is not okay. a PS5 version. I am playing the PlayStation oh. 4 of the game, but they've put in a PS5 or whatever, a, four, a 4K 60 frame, yeah, 4K 60 yeah. frames a second patch. I guess oh, if you can't do an update, that at least do that. Like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to jump back in. I wish I played more of it at launch. I played yeah. quite a bit of it, and I got I got th- through things like the Air and Space Museum and other museums, and I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. But yeah. I made the key mistake. Which is I bet it on Anthem uh, when the game first coming out, <laughs> and so I end up getting to Division Two later because I was like, well, everybody's off of Anthem, we just hop to Division Two, and yeah, uh, be- because I got to it a couple weeks late, that meant that all the people who I would have played with were over leveled for me and sure. dropped out from dropped off from it by the time I got there, and so I didn't have people to play with, and so it's kind of funny what- playing it. That's what I've been telling I mean, everybody of like, you know, for me coming back to it, like, you know, I opened it up and it was hilarious because, you know, they introduced loadouts and stuff when I was still playing it. I opened it back up and I have all these like half done gear sets in my inventory and all these weapons that I had starred for favorites. And I'm like, I was like, all right, yeah, I was keeping this because I wanted to work. You know, I'm like, whatever. I just undid the stars, deleted everything. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to worry about trying to get the better build like me and Fran were always worried about or go to the crafting table to figure out how to make the shotgun even better and take this perk from that thing. It's like, I'm just jumping in. And so, like, for right now, like, where, you know, I know Mike was so concerned about, like, oh, well, this, I'm like, there's not specific... Like, what I'm interested in right now is getting the Resident Evil outfits, which aren't behind some crazy wall. They are go do bounties, go, you know, do, you know, save a control point and give them some stuff. So it's like I'm down just to play however far back people are and fuck around and figure it all out. So is it an easy one to get back into? Like you said, you'd, you'd like unstart everything and stop caring. Is that a thing you could do like mid game? Do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, so 
with the Warlords DLC, and again, I, I didn't do this, so I don't even know how to activate it necessarily. With the war, war, the Warlords of New York DLC, you can do basically the old mode of light or whatever from Destiny. Where somewhere mm. in there, there is a thing of like, do you want to just jump to level 30 and be done with it? And like be able to go do the newest content? And you can say yes, and then it'll do whatever that is to you. Oh, okay. And so I think you'll have to then be like, wait, I have a whole bunch of new shit. How do I equip it or move it? But other than that, I think you'll be able to just go off and play missions. And I think that's the best way for all of us to handle it right now is like, cool, Mike's got this mission. And yeah, I, I've probably done it 300 times. But yeah, let's go through and kill a bunch of people. You know what I mean? And with that, this is the kind of pretty games cast thank you very much for joining us if you want to stay tuned for the patreon exclusive post show guess what you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and you can watch it very excited another episode of bless who coming up uh-huh. Ooh. until next time love you guys